All right, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the people's dynasty and fantasy podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and you are listening to episode 91 of the Dynasty War Zone, entitled Last Minute Rookie Mock Draft 2018 Seasonal Preview and Predictions, and a little overreaction theater. With me, as always, is my tag team partner, Mr. Jerry Sinclair, at Jerry Sin DFF on Twitter. Jerry, what's going on this week, man? Yo, 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 Randy, my man, welcome back, buddy. I've I've never been anywhere. I don't ever I don't ever do anything, man. It's a, but it's good to hear you uh, keeping it so fresh up there with the yo yo yos. It's been a week. That's too long. You, you know, here's the thing though. It's like I'm I'm always doing something with a podcast. You know, on Thursdays I help out at the at the Goat District, do a little engineering and recording for those guys, JD and Nate. You know, drop the occasional hot take. They pried all my uh, best trade secrets out of me last week. But while we're talking about trades, just real quick, a little housekeeping on Twitter trades. If you just want like a general retweet without a comment or you just want to get it out to as many eyeballs as possible, tag at Dynasty Warzone. Uh, we'll get it retweeted. Sometimes we'll drop comments. It just depends on the, on the time of day and what's going on. But if you want to comment on your deal, if you want my opinion or Jerry's opinion, then tag at DFF Memphis and at Jerry Sin DFF. And that's Jerry, S-I-N-D-F-F, on Twitter so that one of us, can tag those Twitter trades. Jerry, I know you love a good Twitter trade. Everybody loves a good Twitter trade, man. I could either respond with a poop emoji. I could come at you with a respect gif. I mean, it's all it's all good. It's all entertainment, too. I, I have been doing my level best to come up with, like, exciting ways. Because you get, a lot, like, a lot of, uh, like, I don't say redundancy, but you get multiple people asking similar trade questions. So I've now just gone to straight gif especially from the Dynasty Warzone factory. So listen, Jerry, you're going to take care of some business because we got a lot to cover tonight. Get some business done, boy. Business. Now, then, on this day right here, we're going to start taking care of business. Want an unfair advantage to nominate your fantasy football league? Look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations too. Go to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL for free. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. All right, guys, time for me to tell you about our friends over at gtbets.eu, where they are currently running a sign-up bonus of up to 100% cash, up to $500 on your first deposit. So that's a dollar-for-dollar match on your first deposit and up to a 50% deposit, up to $500 on your second deposit. So if you deposit $500, they would match it with $250. That is one of the best, if not the best, deals in all in online gaming. You also get a favorite team point discount. So you would get a free half point on two teams in the NFL, two teams in college football, two teams in the NBA, and two college basketball teams for the entire regular season. There's also the double rewards game of the month for August, which is Ogre Empire, which can be found in the five real 3D slots area. There's a weekly 10% casino rebate and a monthly 15% horse racing rebate. 
How can you get all this? It's simple. When you go to create your account, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a referred by field. In that referred by field, you simply enter Warzone. That's all one word for the sake of this promo. W-A-R-Z-O-N-E. Warzone in the referred by field. And that lets the folks at GT Bets know that we sent you. And that gets you some of the best deals in the industry. Thanks for checking them out. And big thanks to gtbets.eu and SquadQL. Jerry, have you checked out the SquadQL thing? Yeah, I need it because, you know, my my bit is to to go with your gut. And sometimes I marry those gut guys. And they're sort of the ones that help me. You know, maybe you should see them in a more neutral light and get the best players on my team. So, yeah. And they sponsor the show. So I get to talk to you and talk football every week. Love it. Yeah, I, I, I use them as a tiebreaker. If like I use a lot of stats and we'll get back to the stats and everything that I dropped on you guys in last year's episodes. But if I have like a gut feeling and the stats stats are saying I just put it in G, I just put it in uh, excuse me, the squad QL thing. Just makes it so much easier. It says, Nope, hey dummy, here's what you need to do. Here's who you need to start. But uh, enough about that. Again, thanks to those guys, but let, let's head into some news. And what would it be, Jerry, with a, with a news segment if we didn't start with a Cleveland wide receiver? I would think the news was not new enough. It but wouldn't be 2018. It That's would not be the – Hard Knocks, you know, Hard Knocks has been interesting. But Josh Gordon has officially returned to the Cleveland Browns and is officially ready to roll. He did tweak a hammy. Doesn't sound like anything that will keep him out of week one. Coach Hugh Jackson is trying to play the disciplinarian like after the fact. Says Josh Gordon won't start, but I, I have a feeling that after that first play or first series, Josh Gordon's on the field. How are you feeling about Flash returning to the Browns? I mean, I love it. I mean, it, when I got that update, the only thing that came to my mind was the Lion King. I was ready. I was ready. I was not expecting uh, Lion King show tunes, but I'm a big Josh Gordon guy. I think you have to have a guy like, like Josh Gordon – uh, the guy with the knucklehead factor, that boom guy. That, I mean, yes, he could burn burn your team, you know, to the ground. But depends on what you have invested in him. But I'm a big Josh Gordon guy, and I'm really excited. And if you watch that Thursday night game against Philadelphia, that wide receiving core really looked like it needed some umph. With yeah, Jarvis they, Landry, uh, they're a poop emoji. That's what yeah, they are. Man, it, it looked rough. I'm giving you a poop emoji. The, the, it looked like the defense didn't didn't respect the, the the down the field. They kept everything in front, forcing Tyrod to check everything down. It did not look good. And the offensive line, for as much as that offensive line makes, you think that Tyrod and Baker would have had a little bit more time to throw. But can't spend too much time in Cleveland, nor would you want to. Let's go to Philly, and Carson Wentz is still not cleared for contact. Jay Ajayi has missed eight straight days of practice with a quote-unquote lower body industry, industry injury, and Alshon Jeffrey still hasn't practiced, although it's been rumored that he's catching 75 passes a day. Are you starting to get nervous about this Philly offense in general? Yeah, last week I said I wasn't, and in seven days I changed my mind. I also said that we had some time to see how it would play out, and it's not playing out the way I like it. Like Those are still guys that... I like Jay Ajayi's had that sort of that degenerative knee issue and injuries his whole career. But Alshon, they came out Alshon today, said that he's going to be missing two games likely. That hurts because I've been grabbing him late a lot. Yeah, in my old school redraft, he actually went in the eighth round. And the only reason why he went in the eighth round is because I took Josh Gordon in the seventh, or I would have taken him. But I, it, it's kind of like a dealing with a suspended guy in Alshon Jeffrey. You know he's probably going to miss some time. 
what's your bridge plan to get to him, whether that's in redraft or dynasty. Doesn't matter. And I'm with you. You kind of took the words out of my mouth about Jay Ajayi. When I just hear, quote-unquote, lower body injury about a guy who's known to have a degenerative bone-on-bone issue in his knee, that gives me pause. And it makes me say, hello, Mr. Corey Clement. I'm very excited about that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave Cleveland. We're going to go to Indy. That's my neck of the woods. It's just uh, down the street. And on the preseason game number three for the Colts, Jordan Wilkins started with the ones. And he's my guess to be the week one starter. Where are you at with Jordan With Jordan Wilkins, Jerry? Well, we've been saying. Jordan Wilkins is a guy. I mean, you listen to DWZ the last couple of weeks. We've been saying we liked him the best. And it's playing out that way. So, I mean, that's the good news. Yeah, and I'm, I'm slowly, slowly starting to change my mind. Going into the season, I was really high on Naheem Hines. And I still think Naheem Hines will eventually carve himself out a role. Oh, certainly. But but I don't think it's flip-flopping. I think that as the information has changed, Jordan Wilkins has given me great hope. He's looked decent between the tackles, but to see him involved in the running game, and there's no guarantee that Marlon Mack is back in time for week one. That's according to local news reports. So Jordan Wilkins could grab a hold of this job and never let go. Uh, let's talk about some other rookie running backs in that both Saquon Barkley and Sony Michelle are back to work this week. They're back to practicing. Uh, I think that's a load off of owners shoulders what do you think about these two getting back to work i think it's a load off of sony michelle owners uh i feel like he's been very i don't want to say disrespected but sort of forgotten about he was the guy that everyone was super high on going into it and then he sort of everyone else has been making news and he has it as far as saquon you know they were gonna sit him out for the preseason said once i'll say it a hundred times that boy's a dog he gonna play it is good to see him back though yeah, you know, I hadn't thought of that perspective. That's a very good perspective. It, this is better news for the Sony Michelle owner. He had a knee procedure. I mean, it's never good for a running back like Saquon Barkley to have a slight hammy tweak. But I would much rather deal with that than I would uh, that that knee surgery. So to see him back, and it sounds like he'll be ready for week one. That's good. Uh, Jerry, do you drive a Brinks truck by any chance? I I I do not. Well, you should, because if you should, you could deliver Odell Beckham's new weekly paychecks. My man just got paid. He got a five-year, $95 million deal with $65 million of that guaranteed. Pay so, him. What's that? Pay that man his money. That's right. The Mara family paid that man his money. What do you think about uh, Odell Beckham finally getting his money and getting this behind him? Yeah, I mean, that dude deserved money. And I saw a video Sterling Shepard posted with him and Odell dancing to money, money, money. Loved every second of it. That guy deserves his money. Good. That's what he gets. Sure. And you know who loves it even more than him? The next big name wide receiver to be up for a contract. That guy's going to love it. But he didn't really get paid too much more out of the norm of like what Sammy Watkins just got or or Brandon Cooks. So I, I don't. I do like the fact that he got sixty-five million guaranteed. If I, if I was a young NFL player, I'd be sign, I'd be looking to sign that Kirk Cousins contract. Give me three years, give me you know almost all of it guaranteed, and then I can renegotiate. So, but good for him. He got paid. Another wide receiver in the news is Rashard Matthews. He's off the pup, and and his injury issue kind of seemed to be mixed in with a contract holdout. Do you think he was hurt, or do you think he was holding out for more dough? I mean, it was probably a mixture of both, but he's one of those guys that's criminally underowned in redraft. I, yeah, I mean, I could see that. It's you're you're getting a little conspiracy theory tinfoil hat on me, but I like it. 
You called me a tinfoil hat wearer, you son of a... Hey, well, but, you know, here's the thing. I, th- I think Rashard Matthews' problem is that he's getting buried in the hype that is Taiwan Taylor and Corey Davis. I think both those guys are going to be nice plays this year, but we'll see. I, I, I think it doesn't matter. Once you get past Delaney Walker and Corey Davis, it's kind of really up in the air for targets in Tennessee. And from what I've seen of that offense in the preseason, I'm, I'm not feeling it. But I'm going to keep it in Tennessee, and I'm going to mix in another player, and that's Delaney Walker... And Jordan Reed, yes, that Jordan Reed, tight end in, in Washington. Both Delaney Walker and Jordan Reed are on track to play week one of the actual 2018 NFL season. So I'm not as surprised about Delaney Walker. He tends to be a tough guy. But where where are you at with these two guys, Jerry? I mean, I've been taking Jordan Reed a lot, and then you get the news that he might miss some time, and you're just, you just you can't be surprised. If you take Jordan Reed and you expect him to play 16 games, you're a bozo. I have to, if you look under Bozo, it says I trust Jordan Reed to play the whole season. Yeah, that's a risk you're taking when you take him. So it, that's nothing new. If you have Jordan Reed, you probably have a second option. I I don't think it it really affects your team much because I it, I hope that you have made other Prepar- like preparations. Yeah, yeah. like what, what, what I'm doing is I'm scooping up Vernon Davis. If I get Jordan Reed. I'm getting Vernon Davis. I have the entire Washington tight end situation, whoever that is. And then I might have to stream one guy for a bye week. But that's my tight end, and I, I think that's a tight end one. Now, it can be a really nice tight end one if it's Jordan Reed for the majority of the season. But it's going to be a tight end re- one regardless of whether it's Davis or Reed, in my opinion. So, uh, And not so good news, Marquise Lee broke his leg on what was a looked like a dirty, kind of a cheap hit. He's done for the year, but... He was not too highly ranked with uh, Matt Harmon. If you, if, if you read any of his work, he's actually not ranked very high at all. But with Marquise Lee, who was the presumed one in Jacksonville, who are you looking at as your go-to number one? Are you looking at Keelan Cole? Are you looking at D.D. Uh, Westbrook? Are you looking at Moncrief? Who are you looking at to be the number one for Blake Bortles? I mean, probably Keelan Cole, but I think, if anything, it just – adds to Leonard Fournette I don't if you're going to want to win the game you're going to want to slow it down run the ball let your defense win someone might be a little relevant I don't I if there was the excuse me Jesus the uh if the highest wide receiver got 800 yards for the Jaguars I really wouldn't be that surprised it's that's a crapshoot I'm avoiding it I, if I had to pick one especially in dynasty I'm I just traded for Keelan Cole in a league and I kind of caught some heat for it, but it was before the Redskins signed AP. I traded uh, Chris Thompson for Samaj AP, Ryan, and Keelan Cole. This is a team where I'm really stacked at running back. And, I mean, at the time I thought maybe P. Ryan had some two down. It really wasn't about that. I, I like Keelan Cole. He was their wide receiver one last year in terms of total yardage. And I think that role grows for him. So, Speaking of uh, people that have a one in their title, like RB1, as in could be the RB1 overall, and that's Le'Veon Bell. And there's been a lot of conflicting news about this cat today. So in one report, it was alleged that he told teammates that he would be back on Labor Day. And then he came out on his own Twitter feed and said, and I can't wait for this term to go away, but he said that was quote-unquote fake news. So I'm starting to get a little bit nervous, and if you're in some redrafts, because you know redraft season was huge last weekend, that was the main weekend, but if you still have some drafts coming up, I, I'm in a, uh, a charity thing with the Sleeper Wire guys, and with my like second-to-last pick, I took James Conner. 
because if he doesn't, if Bell doesn't show up, James Conner is going to be a nice value. Are, are you nervous? Do you have any Bell shares, Jerry? And if you do, are you nervous? Michigan State season ticket holder. Yeah, I got a lot of them. He's been my 101 for a lot of drafts. But I also take James Conner for that same reason. It, for one, if James Conner, if anything does happen, James Conner is one of those workhorse handcuffs. But yeah, he's looked real nice, and he's looked real nice in the preseason. Not great, but certainly RB two. Him and John Kelly just looking like they could handle a workload, which is great if you have those elite guys. But if you want to take Todd Gurley or David Johnson or Zeke over Lev Bell with all this crap that's going on, I can't blame you. I mean, it's it's so frustrating. Like I love Le'Veon. I've why I was in the stadium his first game of college, but. Dude, I'm sick of hearing it. Like, I, I get you want your money, and it's all good and well. Just just chill, man. Just chill. These Play preseason, the You'll these, get paid. These preseason holdouts always give me pause. I know he got away with it last year, but at some point, I think that comes back and bites him in the butt. And came out today that Doug Baldwin said that he does not think he'll be 100% this year. I've got one, I think, one Doug Baldwin share in a, in a best ball. I've not been a big Doug Baldwin guy. But where where are you at with Mr. Baldwin? Does that uh, are are you still drafting him when he says he's at eighty five percent? Are you trying to pick him up in a dynasty? Are you trying to pick him up in redraft? Where are you at? This is already a bad offensive line, kind of uh, a team missing some playmakers. Makes me nervous with Mr. Doug Baldwin. I am not going to be very entertaining with this take because I'm not really a Doug Baldwin guy either, and it's I don't really have a reason. He's always been productive and good, but that was when he was a hundred percent. And now we don't have someone else saying he's 85%. We have Doug Baldwin saying Doug Baldwin is only 85%, which means he's actually worse than that probably. On top of the fact that they do have a bad offensive line and all that. like If you can get him for cheap, which you probably can, or not cheap, but cheaper than you normally would, it's not a bad throw out a feeler. See what you can get. Maybe someone panics. Yeah, because uh, Chris Thompson – of uh, the, the Redskins said the exact same thing about himself. And then it came out, this was like a, a week or two ago, he said he didn't think he would be right for a while. And then it came out like yesterday or today that, you know, Jay Gruden said that Chris Thompson looks amazing in camp. So remember, guys, it's still lying season. You've got you've got to trust your instincts and you got to trust your gut. I will say this, if you look at Doug Baldwin's track record as a pro, he doesn't miss many games. So, but I was off of him. He was one of the guys that I'm off of. But so we're going to transition away from the news, and one thing that I continue to get and the show handle con- continues to get, and I'm sure Jerry continues to get as well, is lots of questions about where do you rank rookies now that Darius Geis has gotten hurt, now that we've seen more of the preseason. Uh, Jerry, are you getting that as well? Oh, yeah. And, and that's the best part about Dynasty. The, the draft, the rookie draft is the best part about Dynasty. Yeah, and you know, and maybe maybe there's still a league out there or two, or maybe they're just curious about it for valuation. So Jerry and I are men of the people. So you guys want updates? Do you want Jerry and I's opinion on this rookie class? We're going to give it to you. Since Jerry's the new guy, I'm giving him the 101. Jerry, who are you taking? I am going to get so bold and take Saquon Barkley. Never no. heard of him. Who? <laughs> tell me about this guy. Uh, he's good. Uh, he got drafted by the Giants, number two overall. And I have not seen anyone not take him one. The fun part for you is who you're taking with 102 in August. Hey, look, we're still a dynasty show. We've been doing some redraft stuff because, you know, 
how do you transition a redraft player into dynasty? You know, mix some of what they're into into what what you're into, and maybe you can find a new customer or a new league mate. But anyway, I'm I'm still going Darius guys. I think that you know how can we be so high on Dalvin Cook who only played four games last year before he hurt his ACL, and the same thing with Deshaun Watson. I'm I'm still super high on Darius guys. I think he'll be more involved in the passing game. He's got another year to to learn and. So I'm still going Darius Geis at the 102. Where are you at with 103? This is another one of those iffy ones. And I am not going to let the rumors get me. Give me Rashad Penny. Ooh, um, not not me. Mr. Uh, I put on 16 pounds in the last couple of months. Hey, hey, quit following that Kelvin Benjamin diet. Don't say that. Don't do that to me. Put the fork down. Not you. You eat all you want. You're not playing running back for my team. No, he got he got taken in the first round. And the Seahawks have lots of holes. And maybe it's just me being logical. And maybe that organization is just not logical anymore. But if you take someone in the first round when you have tons of holes, he's going to be your guy long term. I'm just not buying it. And we're talking about dynasty. I do. I think Chris Carson is going to be the guy long term, even if he is for the first month of this season. I, and I loved Penny at San Diego State, so maybe I'm just I'm trusting my gut too much on this one. But if I have the 103, and for the record, I'm taking Geis 102. I have no argument with that. I think he's a superior talent. I'm still going Penny, and I will take all the guff I can get. No, and, and you know what? You, you, you've made some, you made some fair points that kind of have, I don't want to say changed my mind, but I get that. Just because he gained 16 pounds doesn't mean that he can't lose 16 pounds. Rumbling and bumbling, baby. Yeah, rumbling, rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling to the 103 was uh, Rashad Penny. I'm still going Nick Chubb. I'm, I'm debating between Sony Michelle, because this is Dynasty, but I really like Nick, Nick Chubb. And I think that Nick Chubb's a little bit depressed right now because his value anyway, not him personally, I hope he's happy. But I think his value is a little bit depressed right now because we only see how good Carlos Hyde's playing. I think Carlos Hyde's a one-year rental. I think he'll be a good mentor for Chubb, and I think in 2019, you're going to love having Nick Chubb on your team. That, and as I've said about him before, but Carlos Hyde, not the healthiest guy around. So he's, nope. he's, he's only played like 11 or 12 games a season. Last year was the first game he played a full 16. So nothing against Mr. Hyde, but I am going to go with Nick Chubb at my one zero four. And I'm going to give you a steal at one zero six. I'm going to guess. Because I'm going to go with DJ Moore at 105. I feel like. Hey guys, little, remember when Jerry I, was the co-host of the Dynasty Warzone? Yeah, there is a a guy that people just absolutely love right now, and I'm going to give him to you. And I'm not sure if you're going to take him right here, but I'm guessing the way the hype has gone. I, I'm actually I'm actually not. I know I know who you're talking about, and he's going to come up here in just a second. I'm going back to Sony Michelle. I I don't let the Rex Burkhead is another guy who can't stay healthy. I mean, he was. Banged up, missed games last year. He missed these missed games this year. I think he'll have an impact when he's on the field, but that's the key word, when. When he's on the field. Uh, good to see Sony back in practice. Good to see him there. I don't think he'll be a week one, you know, Kareem Hunt type week one, but I think he's going to be the kind of guy that as the season gets going down the stretch, he could be very good for your roster. So I'm, I'm going with Sony. You're on the 107. I, I actually saw someone on Twitter today I believe it was Nick Whalen. Uh, he's he pointed out that Rex Burkhead has never had 100 carries in a season, and they took Sony Michelle to get back to my penny logic. They took Sony Michelle in the first round, the first time the Patriots have done that in some time. 
So I like that pick. 107. Uh, how about the hype machine? You go on hype machine I'm now? Going hype, machine. hype machine. Talk all about the hype machine. Rolls Royce Freeman, baby. Roll, everybody's on this guy. Everybody's Maybe. on. And I mean, he's good. He's good. I mean, I took him a little earlier at, here at 107 than I would have a couple months ago. But I've also been seeing him go 102, 103. So that that's just lunacy to me. I like the guy, but he had like 6,400 yards, you know, on those legs coming out of college. Does that not give yeah. you pause as a dynasty owner? I mean, it does for me, but you know, and I mean, he's looked good. There's no, I mean, you're not going to deny that he hasn't looked good and he is ripe for carries. I, I get it. If we're in redraft, if you're, you're going to take Royce Freeman over that Berkeley, totally cool with that dynasty. Uh, who you got at 108? 108. I, I, I hate to continue to go running back. So I'm not. I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. And this kid continues to flash, continues to flash. He could be a red zone threat as big as this year. Now, I think Cortland Sutton's getting back to where his pre-draft uh, rankings were. So if you go back to this time last year when Cortland Sutton was still in college and everybody kind of had him earmarked as a first-round dynasty rookie pick, and then he kind of fell out of favor, and the eight running backs became in vogue. But I'm going Cortland Sutton. I, I know that Demarius Thomas is owed a truckload of money next year, like $19 bucks big, and I don't expect him or Emmanuel Sanders to be back. And I don't think he'll make this two-round mock, but if you're looking for a guy to stash who's looked really good in camp, that's Deshaun Hamilton. But at the, uh, the eight, I'm going Cortland Sutton. I know Addison Hayes would love that, being a Penn State guy. Uh I love when I'm flying, but I, see, I'm a good flyer. I, I pack light. I don't ever check my luggage. I carry on, baby. Carry on, Johnson. Well, well thank you for Detroit creating a better. Lions won't ride. Well, thank you for, for, for creating a better carry on uh, drop no, than, uh, than the carry on my wayward son. It's been beat into the ground. So you're excited about him as a Lions fan, eh? So excited. He just fights for yards. You know, we're a, we like to say we're a tough blue collar town and he just fights for everything and that's why we love he's already got honolulu blue blood flowing through his veins you know i compared him and it's, they're not necessarily the same body type or the same guy but i compare him a lot to frank gore and i didn't watch frank gore a ton because you know back in the day when he was really prevalent i didn't have the nfl package but with him being with my colts the last few years i saw frank gore he always falls forward he always gets you that couple of yards he seems to never lose yards and that's kind of the feel i get out of your man Carry on, Johnson. Well, I'm going to go to Hotlanta because Hotlanta is where the players play. And I'm going to roll with uh, Calvin Ridley like every day. I think he's going to be a nice PPR guy. This late in the draft, if, you know, if you're getting Calvin Ridley here, then, then you were a contender last year. You were the 110. You just, you know, you lost in the, in the championship round. You didn't quite make it to the Super Bowl. This is a guy with a super safe floor. He needs an accurate quarterback due to his catch radius. But you know what? He's got a super accurate quarterback. He doesn't have to be the man. You know, Ric Flair said to be the man, you have to beat the man. He doesn't have to beat the man. Julio's the man. He can be a nice complimentary piece. I think he can take touches away from Muhammad Sanu. So I'm going Ridley at the 110. Where are you at with 111? I am so that was such a flawless, ludicrous usage right there. Hey man, I'm <laughs> I, hip. Like 15 I years ago, that so much. I had to mute the mic because I was laughing so hard. One eleven. I'm gonna go with a guy who actually reminds me of one of my lions. He reminds me of Golden Tate a lot. He's got he's got really good wiggle. He's good on the screenplay. He can get don't a you lot do of it. Jack. Don't Christian, you do it. 
Okay, go ahead and do it. I got Christian Kirk at 111. I just I feel like with Sam Bradford there and Josh Rosen there, he can nickel and dime his way up the field. Yeah, Christian Kirk. I like that. I like I like him. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley could end up being the same guy. A nice, safe, borderline, you know, like a wide receiver 18 every year. Not too flashy. They don't have that wide receiver one upside overall, but they've got a very safe floor. They're always going to be a 2-3. You can always get points out of them, and they're going to contribute. Uh, I'm going to make this guy a first-rounder because I'm a big fan, and our buddies Seth over at the Fantasy Football Fellows will tell you it's Miller time. And I'm going Anthony Miller. Looks like he's got slot duties locked up there in Chicago. He'll be working, uh, I think they'll line up Burton a lot in the slot as well. But I really like this kid. I liked this kid last year, and I'll never forget it. I've said it on the show before. His college coach said that he was the hardest worker that he ever had. And that always resonates with me. When your boss, your manager, you know, they say you're the hardest worker. Man, that guy, that guy's always going to be trying to get better at his craft. So I'm going to make him a first-rounder. Anthony Miller at the 112. Jerry, kick off round numero deuce. I love the Miller pick. I'm going to reach a little. Let's reach a little. We're going to go Traquan Smith, New Orleans Saints. Hot take. We're saving that for Friday. Hot take. Listen, this is a new hot take. And, you know, it is a reach. And where I – so I took him in my draft – we draft the day after the NFL draft because we're degenerates. And I got him at the end of the third round. So I'm taking him at 201 right now. I just, I like what I've seen. And New Orleans is an offense that you know they're going to throw the ball and he's looked good. He's a big guy. They can, he just makes plays. He's strong with the ball. I like him. Who you taking for your first, second round pick at 202? I, I, I know who the consensus would take here, but I think the, the guy that I have to go here, and man, this is where it gets kind of murky for me because this is where Ronald Jones might be able to go now. I'm, I'm, I'm still nervous about him, so I'm going to pass him up, and I am still going to go with Michael Gallup. I don't think he'll be the wide receiver one in Dallas this year, at least not right away. I'd still like Alan Hearns, but again, a uh, guy in a great position with not the greatest track record of health. I'm going to go Michael Gallup here with the, with the 202. But uh, I'm more curious to see where you go. You know, I like that. And I was sort of feeling the same way. I almost took Rojo instead of Traquan. But I'm actually going to pass on him again. And I'm going to just keep rolling the dice with a guy that I really like what he's looked like. Dallas Godare, tight end, Philadelphia Eagles. You know, he could have value right away. You know, we talked about, you know, Alshon. And that's going to mean Nelson Aguilar and Mike Wallace. And they, they, they could literally line up Ertz and Goddard or Godair or whatever his name is. Why couldn't it be like Johnson? Something easy. But Godair, say it right, Godair. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, 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 the, like Frenchie. So, yeah, I could see that. So at the 203, you're going Goddard. I'm going Rojo. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I, I, I think they invested a second round on him for a reason. I think you got it right there. All right, well, we'll take a few minutes and, and take us to your next pick. All right, that was a good one. Uh, you know who we're going with? We're going with a guy who, in the future, is going to have a lot of his college teammate throwing him the ball, James Washington, the former Oklahoma State Cowboy. You know, he, he's looked solid. I know, I think he pulled an abdominal muscle. So, 
the only problem I have with him is, you know, he's going to need time to develop. But when you're in the second round and you get a guy who could be uh, in a position that he's going to be in, I, I, I don't hate that at the, at the 205. At the 206, I'm going with one of my favorites, and that's Mike Gusecki. I know, I know what you're saying, but it's a little. But he's the be, he's the best tight end in the class for me, and that's nothing against Goddard. I, I just think that in a Adam Gase offense, with, I mean, outside of Danny Amendola and man, I don't know that Devontae Parker's ever coming back. So if it's just if it's just Goddard, who else is the red zone guy? I mean, he's like six foot six. He's got a forty inch vertical. Give me Mike Gusecki in his vertical. That was good. I mean, he smacked around the Big Ten his whole career. I'm glad that boy's gone. I don't gotta watch that anymore. Uh, I got a buddy that swore by this guy, and I was not on it. I told him he was a bozo. I was wrong. I'm gonna go Dante Pettis, San Francisco 49ers. Had just everything I seen. That dude's explosive. He's he's quick. He's shifty. He can just make that quick move, and he's gone. Dante Pettis, 207. I, I love that pick. He, he was uh, someone that Matt Waldman of the Rookie Scouting Portfolio turned me on. And one thing I like about him is actions speak louder than words. Think about the fact that they traded up to get him. It's great that, that two years ago that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch banged on the table, one of them you know, to get Joe Williams. That's great. It's another That's thing, thing, it's a, it's another thing to trade thing. like three picks to move up to get him. So, you know, actions speak louder than words. They paid up to get the kid. I, I love the pick. I'm still going to go Naheem Hines. This is a swing for the fences territory. And at the 208, I'll, I'll go Naheem Hines. Where are you at with 209? I like Naheem Hines. I just had him. Where did he go? Aha! Guy I talked about earlier. Now, this is a boring pick. And it's a, if I have Todd Gurley, I'm taking him sooner. It is John Kelly. Oh, that is not you, you the have, uh, pick because skyrocketed him. Gurley's there. But if you have Todd Gurley, I did. That's a snap. Lock that up because he's looked excellent. Well, I, I, I can't say I hate that at the 209. I'm going with my man, Jordan Wilkins. We think he's going to be the starter for the Colts. So I will take Jordan Wilkins. You smell that? That's some that's some home cooking. You got some home cooking. Hey man, home? You, if I can get a starting running back in the NFL in the second round of of a rookie draft, I'm in. No, I'm mad at you. I love Jordan Wilkins. All right, let's go. Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. Well, you know, I, I'm not anti-Baker, but I'm not pro-Baker. I, th- I think that there's a lot of rose-colored glasses with Baker, but we'll see. We, we, we'll have time to, to see him develop, and we'll, we'll see. So it looks like I've got the last pick of this two-round rookie mock, don't I? Yeah, you got you I'm going go to go Antonio Callaway. You also got a lot of scraps. So I'm going to go Antonio Callaway. He flashed in that first preseason game against the Giants, but – he seems to have a connection with Baker, who we think is obviously going to be the long-term answer there. As long as this kid fights back his knuckle-headed ways, he will be a very good pro. You can see it. You can see why. I heard him called the most talented wide receiver in this draft class. And that if he wasn't carrying more baggage than a bellhop, then, then, then he, would have been, he would have been drafted a lot higher than he was. So, Jerry, any other people that were on the fringe of you drafting that didn't quite make our two-round rookie mock? 
there's a lot of guys that Kalen Balaj, he's sort of one of those gamblers, but I sort of like him better in the third round. DJ Chark's another guy. Maybe he steps up. And I debated DJ Chark there myself. I was like, man, with uh, with the injury to Marquise Lee, what does that open up for him? I call him. I call Chark the the rookie mystery box. Great measurables. You never got to see him use all of his tools at LSU. They're not a big. Uh, I don't think they even quite understand the forward pass in LSU. Although they always get all these money wide receivers. They get Odell Beckham. They get Jarvis Landry. But, yeah, but but Odell yet, Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and Jeremy Hill on the same team, and you couldn't win. It, you, so uh, uh, I don't uh, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But you know what? We we do owe these people. And so Jer- Jerry did do uh, a guest spot on the Dynasty War Zone before he became the co-host. But he he didn't get a chance to do much of the divisional breakdowns. So what Jerry and I want to do is before we go into the regular season next week. With our what what will be our format the next you know sixteen weeks of the NFL season actually seventeen we'll do week seventeen but if you're playing fantasy football in week seventeen I want you to pause this I want you to drive over to your commissioner's house and I want you to punch him or her right square in the mouth unless you're a guy don't ever hit women but you know what I'm saying you shouldn't be playing fantasy football into week seventeen so I'm going to kick this off I'm going to go with my AFC I'm going to kick around the AFC I'm going to say that the Chargers win the AFC West, and will finish as the third seed in the AFC. Love that offense. Love that defense. I would love to see Hunter Henry there, but I think Mike Williams fills in those touchdown targets in the red zone. Love me some Keenan Allen. Love me some Melvin Gordon. Phil Rivers, the defense with Melvin Ingram, with Joey Bosa. Easy chargers in the West. In the East, you know, it's not my fault that the New England Patriots are the tallest midget. You know, the, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills are so bad that they have like an auto six wins. So then when they win their six wins in the division, they only got to win like four or five more of the other ten to be a 10-11 win team. So I think the Patriots finish as the two seed, which takes me to the AFC North, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them as the number one overall seed. I love their offensive line. I, I love him as a number one with or without Le'Veon Bell. We're not talking fantasy right now. We're just talking about, you know, division winners and, and winning football. So hard not to pick Pittsburgh number one. And then the AFC South, it was hard not to pull the homer card because Jerry likes to accuse me of home cooking. But I think you give Andrew Luck a weak schedule, and I, I think he can do some things. But I went with the Houston Texans. Getting Deshaun Watson back, great weapons with Will Fuller, Hopkins, even with Lamar Miller as the running back. That defense should get J.J. Watt back. Obviously, they got uh, Whitney Merciless back. You got Clowney. You got a, a decent secondary. It's gonna come down to uh, the one. I think it's Kevin Smith. But I have the Jag. I have the, the the Jags finishing as the fifth seed, as the first wild card. I think they caught lucky last year. They caught the AFC South without Andrew Luck. They didn't have to play Deshaun Watson because Tom Savage started the first week of the year, and then he was hurt the second time around. Blake Bortles is still your quarterback. I think Jacksonville's good. I think they've got an elite defense, but there's going to be times when that elite defense is not enough to get them, you know, to the win. So I think Houston edges them for the division. And then my final wild card team is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Andy Reid and those offensive pieces will be able to do just enough to carry this team to enough victories to backdoor the sixth seed in the AFC. So Jerry, take us around the AFC here for a few minutes and, uh, then, then we'll kick it over to the NFC, and then we'll talk about our uh, our playoff matchups. Let's go with the bye weeks first. 
I'm going to go with the number one seed. And I do agree with you that I think this is one of their worst teams in recent memory. But they're the tallest midget. New England Patriots. One seed. AFC North. Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I love the Steelers. I They have so much offensive firepower. It's unfair. So those are my two bye weeks. I might be doing a little home cooking for you. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice. And I'm going to go with Colts, man. I just I think Andrew Luck is so good. And while he's really good at football, Jerry. Good, he's good from what I've heard and seen. Jacksonville, maybe it's because I've been a Lions fan my whole life, so I I am just pessimistic. I think they're gonna fall on their face. I'm gonna give you a little sneak preview for my AFC playoffs. I don't have the Jaguars in there. Oof, I thought I was being bold by uh, having uh-huh. them as the five seed. No, I got the Colts as the three seed. I do have the Chiefs, and it's not because I love them. I just think they're going to do just enough to sneak by and win that division. Uh, as far as the wild card goes, Texans, I like the Texans. If Deshaun Watson is anything that he was last year in the short amount of time, they are easily going to contend for that division, and I think they should make the playoffs. Another little dice roll, I just, I don't know, just a gut. And it has nothing to do with John Gruden, but I do like the Raiders to sneak in this year. Holy mackerel, Jerry! You should. I, I'm gonna re-record because the the hot take hotline was was previously recorded. I'm gonna go back and erase that and have you host it and just give us all your hot takes. I I, I don't hate it, but we'll, we'll we'll kick around how the how we see the playoffs coming out here in just a second. But I, I'm gonna kick off the NFC. I'm gonna go with my one seed, which is the LA Rams, and the reason why I have them as the one seed is very similar to New England, in that. I don't see them having quite the level of competition, even with an improved Niners team. The the, the Cardinals could be a bit of a of a wild of a wild card in there with with Sammy Biscuits. He is a professional quarterback, but I think the L.A. Rams have the uh, the number one seed. I do have Philadelphia. The Eagles still win in the East, but I have them as my four seed. I think a slow start for Alshon, Ajayi, and Wentz means they might lose some games they shouldn't. But I think they'll be coming on strong late. My three seed out of the NFC North is the Packers. And I'm sorry, Minnesota, you can hate me later, but, 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 but I'm sorry, a Lions fan too. But the, the Minnesota Vikings should have taken advantage of Aaron Rodgers missing a bunch of games last year because guess who's back? Aaron Rodgers is back, and I have him and the Packers down as my three seed. Uh, the number two seed is the New Orleans Saints. I would have loved, I think they're the best team in the NFC. But I do think that they're going to play a lot better competition than the Rams are. Uh, three three playoff teams out of the NFC South last year. And I think the Panthers and Atlanta will beat them up a little bit. But I think they're still good enough to be the two. My wild cards are the Minnesota Vikings as the five seed. And this is not for John and this is not for Kyle of the fellas. But I do have the Dallas Cowboys. as long I have them as my sixth seed. As long as that offensive line can mostly stay together and they can pound the ball with Zeke. I have the Dallas Cowboys as my sixth seed. Jerry, let's talk about your NFC teams. We got the same one. I'm going L.A. Rams too, man. I don't know. They just, like you said, I mean, they're a good team, plus they do have the weak division. They're my one. The other by week, the champions of the NFC North, the black and blue division. You know who I'm going with. No, you don't. Minnesota Vikings. I was going to say, cause I say, please don't tell me the Lions. No, absolutely not. I mean, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't sh- sh- to trust shock that. me. 
No, Minnesota. Uh, they ran away with the division last year. I know Aaron Rodgers was out, and that was with Case Keenum and without Delvin Cook. Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum. Delvin Cook is better than Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. So they're my two. So Rams-Vikings for the bye weeks. NFC East, the, my three seed, defending Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's sort of an easy pick. NFC South, that's always a fun division. Everybody loves that. That, that is the fun division. On last year's show, I think Mike Jernigan had like an, an NFC South team in the game of the week like every week. Yeah, I mean, they just always had fun. And I'm going back to 2016. We're going Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. Wild card, wild card New Orleans Saints. You got to get two teams from that division in. And then my six. You think that's time for the Honolulu Blue? Because I don't. Aaron Rodgers is back. It's a Green Bay pack. <laughs> you worked me like a pro. All right, so listen, I'm going to take you through my through my playoffs real quick. Uh, in the AFC Championship game, as boring as it sounds and as chalk as it is, I'm still going Patriots and the Steelers. Uh, I'll have to get that Ric Flair drop, but to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I don't think that any of these young teams are ready to quite take down the Steelers, even though the Jacksonville Jaguars did last year. They were feeling themselves, and now I think they're feeling themselves a little bit too much. And I don't think that they uh, they, they get the Steelers off guard again. So I, I'm going Steelers and Patriots. In the NFC, I'm going Saints and Packers. And I, I have that, that. So that would make the Packers at the Saints. I think that's a ridiculously high-scoring game. And then in the Super Bowl, I have the Saints over the Steelers. And Drew Breezes rides off into the sunset. He goes out on top, John Elway style. I'm calling my shot. I got the Saints beating the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Jerry, give us your playoffs and your Super Bowl champion. Drew Breezes. That's fantastic. You just add a U.S., a, a, a dash U.S. It's, it's just that simple. A- AFC championship game. They get, we'll just call that. Alabama Clemson, the, the, the mark it off. It's the Steelers and it's the Patriots. I'm not going to get fancy with that one. NFC Championship game, LA Rams and one of my wild card teams, the New Orleans Saints. And then the Super Bowl. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers against the up and coming, cannot fill a stadium, LA Rams. And I got Big Ben riding off into the sunset, hopefully not on a motorcycle. We don't need that. Yeah, that would be bad. And on his way to a golden jacket and a bronze bust of that glorious chubby face of his. Well, the uh, if if you're looking for the best gif on Twitter or anywhere you find a good gif, just type in Ben Roethlisberger and the one of him going, "Oh, that 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 one's a classic." So I'm going to give you my uh, my uh, hardware winners: the offensive, defensive MVPs, and the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. My offensive MVP is Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to come back. He's going to be a man on the mission. Uh, I am a little concerned about his, you know, his some of his targets. There's word that Jamon Moore won't make the team. Is it Geronimo Allison? Is it Equinemius St. Brown? I don't think it matters. I think Aaron Rodgers makes the players around him like the greats always have. Go back to Peyton Manning. Look at Tom Brady. They don't need, you know, household wide receivers to be elite and put up elite numbers. So I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Then my defensive MVP is Vaughn Miller. And I think Vaughn Miller is going to get a lot of help from rookie Bradley Chubb. You won't be able to double-team him as much. Uh, Not the best offensive lines in the AFC West. 
And I just see Von Miller getting back to that Von Miller form of 2016 where they went to the Super Bowl. And then my Offensive Rookie of the Year, this is a bit of a preview of my uh, hot take hotline, but it's DJ Moore. And I just think that Cam Newton needs a guy like DJ Moore. I'm sorry, Devin Funchess owners. I'm not trying to rain on your parade. I'm not trying to be a wet blanket. But DJ Moore is special. I saw it last year. I saw him do it with third-string quarterbacks at Maryland in the Big Ten. Uh, I guess I guess it should be Saquon Barkley. That's the chalk pick. But I'm going to go DJ Moore. It's just a, a hunch. Love the kid. Love the talent. And then my defensive rookie of the year is Derwin James. You look at the quality of quarterback in the in the AFC West, and he's going to be facing Derek Carr twice, uh, a, basically a rookie in Patrick Mahomes twice, and a nice journeyman, a guy who I think can have a solid season in Case Keenum. I think Derwin James is going to be the beneficiary of a good pass rush, and I think he's going to make some big plays in that secondary. So offensive MVP, Rodgers. Defensive, Vaughn Miller. Offensive rookie of the year, DJ Moore. Defensive rookie of the year, Derwin James. So take us uh, through your hardware winners there, Jerry. I mean, I got the Steelers holding up the Lombardi trophy at the end, so it's got to be one of them. Uh, I don't think it's Ben Roethlisberger, and after Calvin Johnson nearly put up 2,000 yards and he still didn't win it, which was hogwash, but I'll digress on that. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. Maybe there's a little bias in that, but I just he's a supreme talent in this league, and if they do put it all together and win the Super Bowl, he's got to be one of the reasons that it happens. As far as defensive MVP, I got a little guy from your AFC West champion that you talked about earlier, Joey Bosa. This guy's a double-digit sack guy in his first two years. He's a monster. He's special he's- for sure. That, that's a Michigan. That's a that's a Michigan native talking good about. But I know your state, but still, you're still talking good about Ohio well, State. Well, he still busted us up too. Don't get that wrong. So I'm, I'm glad. Well, I don't he he was that. an equal opportunity offender. If you go back he and watch the tape, thousand miles away from all the teams I love, which is the absolute best thing that could happen. Joey Bosa is a dog. He's going to win defensive MVP, baby. Offensive rookie of the year. Not excited about it. I'm going to go Sam Darnold. I, I feel like Saquon Barkley was the easy choice, which is why I'm not going to go that route. And I do think Sam Darnold is a pretty darn good quarterback. He he can make all the throws. He's just got to not be such a bozo. And I do think he's going to start all the year. So I think he's going to put up some stats. He's going to be my guide there. As far as defensive rookie of the year, this was a debate. I went Roquan Smith. And then I went Tremaine Edmonds. And as far as Roquan goes, I just, I don't think he's going to put up enough stats. He's going to be one of the better linebackers in the NFL in time. But there's just not a ton of great running backs outside of Delvin Cook. So I don't think the the Lions are not going to put up tons of rushing. The Packers aren't. He's not going to be able to get the stats. So I went Tremaine Edmonds of the Buffalo Bills. I, I think that's a very smart pick. I love Roquan. I think Roquan and Traymon, I'm sorry, yeah, Tremaine Smith, um, they were going, you know, neck and neck there between Buffalo and Chicago and, and rookie IDP drafts. But I could see that because uh, Roquan held out. He's like nursing like a minor injury. It just seems like like uh, it's not going to go that uh, that great for him. So I, I think that's a uh, – Edmonds, I said Smith, but I think Edmonds is going to be a great pick for you. Um, well, Jerry, listen, we have one more thing to take care of, and it's uh, we we got to wake up Lord Bigglesworth. Hold on a second. Let me see what I can do with this guy. 
Welcome to Overreaction Theater, where everything you see in the preseason deserves immediate reaction. Uh, well, uh, thank you, Lord Bigglesworth. Yeah, we, we hired an out-of-work former British stage actor to, uh, to take us through Overreaction Theater because in the preseason, you know, my Overreaction Theater this week is Patrick Mahomes and uh, Tyreek Hill and the bomb that was. Uh, it's, it's been great. We, we've seen it a million times, but I'm, I'm treating that one the same way I'm treating the John Ross one in Cincinnati. It was a really cool play, man. He juked that dude out of his shoes. He juked that guy out. The the, the 69-yarder to Traquan, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say Traquan, to Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, they both look flashy, but, you know, let's look for some consistency. Now, John Ross is someone that I've been buying on the cheap all offseason just based off his NFL draft capital. But don't overreact to this stuff. Don't run out and sell Sammy Watkins because he hasn't gotten a lot of targets in the in the preseason. Uh, don't run out and overpay for John Ross because of a really cool play. Keep your head on a swivel. You know, ask yourself: Is this repeatable? Is this sustainable? Is this something that can happen week after week, or am I just getting caught up in the in the in the hype that is Twitter? So that's my overreaction theater. Jerry, what is your overreaction theater this week? I actually saw a little something interesting that I didn't know um, about the Browns' own 16 season last year. They actually went 4-0 in the preseason. See, now I knew that in 2008 that the Detroit Lions obviously went 0-16, and they went 4-0 in the preseason. So that's why the preseason doesn't mean anything. You got. The, I, th- it, I think the year the Colts won the Super Bowl in 2006, if I remember correctly, they were 0-4 that, that preseason. Well, there's a team that's 0-3 right now, and they are the defending Super Bowl champions, and they lost a hockey score to the Browns 5-0. It doesn't mean anything. Stop it. Don't let it Don't let it hype the Browns up. They scored five points. And don't let it hype the Eagles up because they didn't play anybody. Don't do it. That's all I got. I, and and you know, the only thing I took away from that Philadelphia-Browns game was that Again, that Browns wide receiver core looked like they could use some juice. They, and, and I think Josh Gordon will be the one to to cure that. Man, I tell you what, Nick Foles is like, it depends on the day. Kind of like my wife. Someday she loves me, someday she hates me. Nick, Nick Foles, one day he's out there, you know, hanging like, you know, a 45-point beat down on New England in the Super Bowl. The next day he, he can't do anything against Cleveland. So you're, you're going to take the good with the bad. So before we take this thing home – there is going to be one, actually one of two last remaining bonus shows uh, before we kick off the regular season. This coming Friday, and guys, you've been warned, the audio quality is a little bit rough because it was the first time doing what we called the hot take hotline. And what I did was is I had, like even Jerry had to call in. I had Jerry call in, G from the Aussie guys, the fantasy football fellas called in, Shane Manella. We, we, we got some nice people to call in. It was, it was pretty cool. But you'll you'll hear some audio things in there, and it, it, but but the cool part is, and what's in it for you is that it's gonna pave the way for us to be able to take your phone calls. No one else, at least in the dynasty landscape, that Jerry and I are in currently are currently taking your phone calls. Our goal is that somewhere between weeks three and four, that Jerry and I are able to put out a number on Twitter, and we're able to take your phone calls here live on the show. You can ask us about your trades. Going to be some really cool stuff. So if you're not subscribing, please do. 
because you know if you're not following us on Twitter, please do. You're gonna miss out on this. So if you want to see the uh, the uh, like the pilot, you know sometimes the pilot's not what you remember the the TV show being. Jerry, how excited are you to, to be able to take uh, take calls from these from these fine listeners? So excited, so worried too. But that we'll get to that. That that'll just happen. We'll wing it as we go. You know the real reason why it's going to take you know two to three weeks. I've got to get better at my editing. You know my buddy Shane, our buddy Shane from the Dynasty Football Factory. He might have dropped a bomb. I'm worried about most. Yeah, you know he he, worried about most. He dropped a little bomb on us the other day uh, on the Hot Take Hotline, but uh, I edited that out because uh, Jerry and I take great pride in that. You can listen to this in the car with your kids. You can you know listen to this in your office at work. You can listen to this. You know, with just about anybody, we, we try to keep it, you know, a family show. But definitely be on the lookout for the bonus episode on Friday. And then next Thursday, to kick off the regular season, uh, I think it's our first Thursday bonus show. But I've got a very special DFS expert. And this person's got a very impressive resume. Just because, we you know, everybody likes to play fantasy football. But right now, Dynasty kind of has some similar paths to redraft right now. But who wouldn't like to hear uh, a little something about DFS and that DFS slate week one? Might give you someone to be able to follow throughout the week, uh, you know, throughout the weeks this season. So, Jerry, before we take this one in for a landing, what do you have for these fine people before we go home? Darius Geis is still the second pick of your rookie drafts. You heard Jerry. Darius Geis is still the 102 in your rookie drafts. Well, listen. I hope our uh, division winners didn't make you too mad. We didn't leave your team out. It's not on purpose. You know, we I left have, my team out. I, I left my team out. I'm glad you put them in. I hope you're right. But we, we hope you found this helpful, especially for those of you on the fence with some rookies. And be sure to tune in on Friday. Again, you've been warned for a bonus. On behalf of Jerry Sinclair at Jerry Sin DFF, I am uh, your buddy Memphis at DFF Memphis. Thank you so much for tuning into the Dynasty Warzone, and we'll catch you for week one. Week one of the regular season will be right around the corner when you hear Jerry and I next week. Thanks for tuning in.